it's been a couple of years now, but when the Dallas Cowboys found this new young startup, Dak Prescott, there was a bit of a battle because there were a lot of people who felt like Tony Romo had great stats and he had a great opportunity to make a comeback. And there were even those who would call into the talk shows and say, you know, I, I think Dak's too young. He doesn't know what he's doing. And they need to keep Tony Romo. They need him back on the field. And then when Tony announced that he was going to retire and go play golf and maybe even go into broadcast, I'll never forget when someone called into a show that Troy Aikman was a part of. And in this conversation, they asked him, do you think maybe Tony Romo is just a little bit of a wussy and that's why he's quitting? Welcome to Leading Leaders Podcast. Five-minute videos, five days a week. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. Troy Aikman's response was probably the most visceral response I've heard from anybody in a long time on that topic. There are a lot of what we call armchair quarterbacks, those guys that they never get hit in the middle of a game. They Many of them haven't played in 10 or 20 years like myself. It's been close to 25 years since I played significantly. And getting hit with a football helmet upside your head or in your gut or across your chest, that's a whole different ball game than sitting in the chair playing with a joystick or sitting in the chair eating popcorn and nachos and watching the game on TV. And so it's really easy to judge the perception of what the game is like, just how tough the game is, just what it takes when a 350-pound lineman running as fast as he possibly can hits you and knocks you off your feet and then lands on top of you. But the irony was this gentleman who called in to say that he thinks Tony Romo is quitting because he's a wuss uh, got the guy on the phone who is bigger physically than Tony Romo. He's actually won three Super Bowls himself. He's actually a Super Bowl MVP. He's actually a Hall of Famer. And he's done the job Tony Romo has done. In fact, many times left the game because of a concussion because he'd been hit so hard. And when the guy said, I think maybe Tony Romo's retiring because he's a wussy and he really should continue playing, Troy Aikman let him have it. He let him out. He didn't pull back any stops whatsoever. Now, why in the world is that important when I say you have to read books? How important is it to read books? Well, let me, let me put it into a little bit of a context to something closer than the retirement of Tony Romo and the, and the new season of, of Dak Prescott, which is now going into the third or fourth year. When the video came out of the two little toddlers, an African-American toddler or a black toddler and a white toddler, and they ran down the sidewalk toward each other and they embraced and the, the beauty and the, the kudos was all about two friends who have not been taught racism. And so the idea of racism in them is foreign to their mind. It's, it's endearing, it's powerful, it's, it's beautiful. And it's the way the world ought to be. But the video kind of stops right there. And the narrative and the music and the text on the screen and everything tells you a story based on these two kids a distance away from each other, running to each other for a hug. It's beautiful. 
But when the camera continues, they both turn and run in the same direction at a different pace toward the park or the playground or, or wherever it is that they're going. And recently, someone has taken the continuation of that video, the same two kids after the hug, running off down the sidewalk, and thrown a little blurb on the bottom of the screen that says, young child escapes racist. And I, I'm hoping it's satire. I'm, I'm hoping someone doesn't actually believe that's reason the toddler is running. But the fact that that video has been out, I don't know, a year or more, and everyone has seen the cute little video and everyone has liked and shared the video that it's the reason the word viral comes into play. But there are a whole lot of people who are upset now because the newer version of the video with the little boy running away from the other one has been shared by, you know, certain political figures. And the reality is the manipulation of that video wasn't done by him. It wasn't changed by him. It wasn't altered by him. Maybe he thought the satire was funny. But the existence of the video, the reaction of the two kids, the storyline that actually ensued between those two friends and their parents, because most toddlers don't make decisions on their own about who they play with. Most toddlers don't make decisions on their own about where they go play in the park. You follow me? Uh, there are other people whose mindsets and decisions have come into play in this particular video. But the fact that it can be so manipulated one way or the other that you might see the story through a lens of your own experience and now you find yourself hating on a certain person because of the way they reacted to a video that's been manipulated and doctored by somebody else. And at this point, there are almost no facts left that haven't been manipulated and argued about. There are almost no parts of the storyline that are true to the original event. You follow me yet? See the power of books. I'll just grab one for an example. Well, there's three of them. These are three old books that I bought. Old books. Uh, this particular book is published, I believe, in 1915. And a lot of it is firsthand stories about relationships in the rugged west of the United States of America at the turn of the century. What was it like? Well, when you read about some of these relationships, kind of like Huck Finn, uh, kind of like Mark Twain, uh, there were relationships in there that were very much like those two toddlers running down the sidewalk. But the story has been so many times manipulated and reused and abused and it's so far from the reality that you're only living your life looking at that story like an armchair quarterback. You're no different than the guy with his popcorn and nachos calling Tony Romo a wuss because he retired from a game that is extremely violent. A game that can get you hurt really fast. But this guy's been ever played at that level. Now, if he were a retired professional quarterback that we could look at and go, well, you know, He's judging it apples for apples. He's firsthand, then I get it. If he were the parent of one of those two toddlers, then his insights might make good sense to me. But second, third, fourth time removed from a situation that you've never been in, to try to make a judgment call about what happened in that instance, that's, that's a stretch, my friends. So how important is it to read books? Look, 
I, I can't tell you that everybody who wrote something in this big book written in 1930, is it 1930? Was a genius or that they had all their facts right or that they did all their homework or that we haven't even discovered stuff 1934 or that we haven't discovered stuff that is now disproven from what was here. But here's what I can tell you. Uh, this hasn't been altered and manipulated over the course of a week or two with someone with a, an ill intent. And if you're trusting the decisions you're making in your life, your career, your education, your relationships, who you lead, who you let lead you, who you mentor, who you're mentored by, if you're letting those decisions be made strictly by social media, you can find yourself in a world of hurt because the ability to manipulate is off the charts high. And it doesn't take long to find the intent to manipulate as well. The minute you start going back to books, especially books that are older, you're going to get some different perspectives than what you're hearing today. You're going to hear some things and see some things and read some things that are not what you're hearing. And you're going to think to yourself, well, which one is true? Well, I don't know. Which one has the more likelihood to be manipulated? True. It could have been manipulated when they wrote it down here. And that's the reason you get this book and one in the same area, in the same field, from the same timeline, and you look for counter ideas because Albert Einstein had detractors. Yep, Albert Einstein had haters. So did Sir Isaac Newton. So did Da Vinci. But their work has stood the test of time because it's anchored in truth. I challenge you, if you consider yourself a learned person, if you consider yourself someone who wants to lead, who wants to be a mentor, who wants to be an influencer, who wants to transform people's lives, you need to get yourself back to the roots of education and the roots of knowledge. And you need to get yourself back to the roots of the facts of the events. And don't just take what you're being spoon-fed as knowledge. It's not. More of it is manipulation than is knowledge. That's just my two cents. But I think if you ask anyone who studies education and communication, you're going to find that to be true. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.